Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And you know what happened this week? What? 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 A very Darren Christmas. <laughs> Did you see this? Is that his first like? Is that his first like dare to play with the pun on his last name in Christmas? I, it's, because it's, it's the obviously first time a given. I'd ever seen it. Like it's obviously it's the first like time I'd ever seen it. It would be leaving money on the table for him not to do Christmas music. It's funny because it, I think of like, is he Jewish? Is he he's not Jewish? Obviously, I don't think he's Jewish. It would be funny to be Jewish and your last name is Chris or something like that, <laughs> and then it's like you are in this kind of bind where you wouldn't normally do a Christmas album, but your last it's name is Chris. It's sort of funny if you do, and you may as well, it's and you like to sing. It's kind of funny, and you really kind of know a lot of Christmas music because it's really just part of culture now. And we live in a capitalist society, so you can make money by recording exactly. Christmas music pretty easily. And a lot of Christmas music was written by Jewish people, so it really wouldn't be that awful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wouldn't be that strange. Why not? And he's touring. I, this is the first time. Well, I no, did a, he I did is a, sort a of great... A, I mean... I'm not a Darren Chris stan, but he is one of those examples of an extremely good niche person who will be famous enough to be successful and comfortable for the rest of his life, but not too famous. And like, clearly he's not trying to be much more famous than he is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like he could basically run off his glee and his music and kind of the niche fandom that he has for the rest of his life. I think that he's borderline <laughs> podcast host is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think he would love to be more famous, and I think him oh, okay. being wasn't he Andrew Cunanan in American Crime Story? Didn't he win the right. literal Golden Globe? Right, for that? and people were like, "Cool," but I feel like that was Darren still Chris, kind of one back. of those kind of 
niche and obviously Mur- uh, Murphy loves him so like I think that the thing is I think you were saying that he seems like he's very satisfied in his particular level of fame but I think that it took him a while to get there yeah maybe I think maybe he just got there and I noticed when I was googling and I was doing the like search before 2021 to see if he'd ever done Darren Christmas before and he hadn't um but I found out there was a story that I completely missed from a few weeks ago that Darren Chris and his wife, can you name her quickly? Can you Absolutely. name her? Absolutely. Like not. Like her name is like Sarah. I have no idea. It's Mia. Okay. It's Mia. They're expecting their first baby. Right. And so maybe he's like, I need something more reliable. I just got to settle in. I just got to buckle up, enjoy my glee fame, do something corny like Christmas music touring and make money for my family, my growing family, you know? I'm just saying, I don't even mean, I'm not even trying to be like, he couldn't get more famous. If he tried, he probably could do a lot of stuff. But I just feel like he has this great, like, niche place where he's just like a beloved figure for a certain age and person. And he'll always be able to sell them stuff is kind of my Mm -hmm. point. His tour is going to all kinds of places. We can see him in New York. We could also go see him in Rochester. Where? He's playing at the Beacon Theater in New York, New York. Beacon Theater's so nice. He's also playing at the Auditorium Theater in Rochester. Oh my God, Lindsay, he's playing at the Orpheum in Boston, Massachusetts. I love the Orpheum. No, he can fill a room. It's it's good. It's very cool. I don't know. And also, like, I do feel like for singing Christmas music, people just want to show up and hear it, and they don't care who it's sung by. They just love they love they hearing care. Christmas music for the holidays. Speaking, Speaking of, of tour, no, no, oh. stop. Speaking of live tour, you were about to... I can't do a speaking of Andrew Cunanan? No, You I... won't let me do a speaking of Andrew Cunanan? No, because I was just about to promote Fine. our tour, and God knows what you were about to do. Fine, you'll never know. You'll I'm never about, know I was just I was about going. to promote the fact that we're going to be in Atlanta for the first time ever, in Philly for the first time ever, and I think these are we shows that I last night. desperately need people to come to. <laughs> No, they're doing fine, but I just I think it'd be so sick if these were the first times we came to these cities and they were so like exciting and I, I can't mean, wait to be in Philadelphia. Yeah. I love running up the steps of that museum just like uh Rocky a character in my favorite movie. No, uh Tony Collette and in her shoes also <laughs> runs up those steps. Uh was that a reference to something? I didn't know. We should go do that and have you cut you can cut them side by side or something fun mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. We could do all sorts of things in Philadelphia. I love the streets of Philadelphia, and, and I love Philadelphia. But we have two good friends in Atlanta who are going to come to our show. We're so excited, and I like I love Atlanta. I love that Coke Museum. I've been. I don't need to go again, <laughs> but I've been once, and I love it so much. Wait, speaking of the Coke Museum, that's a great segue to our first comment. Is it? Hello. Um, I had to pause the pod to, like many others, I'm sure, to tell you that Dasani is a Coca-Cola product, and. Um, they were at the Atlanta Hawks game. So in Atlanta, all sports venues basically have Coke products. Almost every restaurant you go to has a Coke product. It's like they have all the work in here. So they have been forced to try not to drink that Dasani water. So anyway, reporting to you live while I walk my dog in Atlanta. Bye. I felt so stupid. Of course, Atlanta, Coke, that's the thing about Atlanta. Coca-Cola. Yeah, you have to drink Dasani. Unfortunately, I I will always prefer Coke, but I do agree that Dasani is not good. So, like, if you're forced yeah. to drink, I won't eat. Unfortunately, I won't if, drink it's Pepsi. A, if it's a Coke, you know, place, 
you have to drink soda over water because you absolutely cannot drink that Dasani. Last night when we went to see Dune and IMAX, the freestyle Coke machine, all I wanted was a big Diet Coke and the freestyle Coke machine wasn't working. It didn't have any Diet Coke left, which is insane considering you're paying like $400 for an IMAX ticket. You can't get the machines to work, whatever. It's unconscionable that an AMC theater <laughs> would not have every Coke product in stock. That's what I'm saying. Okay? That's what I'm saying. I didn't pay $9 I'm for I'm trying soda. to be an empathetic consumer, but no, 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 no. AMC, if you're spending two and a half hours in an AMC paying IMAX prices, I better be able to buy a diet okay. Coke. Okay. But it did have a good... It did have a, oh my God, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson get private dinner in Staten Island. This is chaos. I have to, t- I, that's absolute chaos. Sorry. Close um, that tab. Back to Close my Coke tab. story. But what was good is that it turned out that because I was like, fuck this, there's no soda, I went right over to the frozen Coke machine, which I was not planning on getting regular Coke. I was getting on planning on getting Diet Coke. Did it shift the trajectory, the trajectory of my night? Yes. Was I up for hours after? Yes, because I drank <laughs> full sugar soda. Ice soda f- when I wasn't expecting to, but let me tell but you. Did you like it? That soda, yeah. The f- the f- the freezy Coke is incredible. Frozen Coke. Yeah. Frozen Coke is delicious. You d- you didn't do the best thing when you mixed the frozen cherry and the frozen Coke. Well, I was you a little. A little you squirly. saw. I was doing it kind of illegally. But it was no. You're fault. allowed to. Oh, you. I I heard you mention that you thought that you were doing something illegal, but at the AMC now you just pay for the cup. You can Are put you whatever kidding? you want in it. You can put anything oh, in yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Even the care. frozen Coke doesn't cost more than a real no, Coke. No, they don't care. Same price. At that price, you better be able to get whatever you want, you know? I know. I was like, what do I owe you for the ticket? You were like, whatever my pop, like whatever, but less my popcorn, which could have cost $45. <laughs> I couldn't begin to guess how much that popcorn cost. At no this idea. point, I was like, you know what? This is vacation. I'm seeing Dune and IMAX. No, this no, is no. Vacation. I needed, I it's needed like being in an airport. popcorn. I needed the soda. It was a, like such a long experience. I felt like I was in the desert. And you know that little thing they wear that like recycles the water? I needed to keep mm-hmm. recycling the water because it was like <laughs> 14 hours long. Not in a bad way, but just it was you sit there for a long time. Like I uncrossed and crossed my legs like 25 times because I kept like. The little thing that recycles the water. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about yeah. Dune in full on the Patreon. Like I think it deserves a full conversation about mm-hmm. it but and we'll get there. But um, We'll talk about it again later in this episode too though. <laughs> Okay, but that's briefly. We'll talk about the full experience on the Patreon, and that is why you would pay and ex- and subscribe to us so you can hear us talk more about this. Mm-hmm. Next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. One of your local Edmonton, Alberta, Canada correspondents calling in. Um, I had to call the pod because um, I screamed when I saw the Who Weekly Halloween roundup when you posted a photo of Lauren Hunter, who is the girl who dressed up as the boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal. She's actually a local DJ from one of the local radio stations here, and she's responsible for a petition to rename one of the buildings in the city, the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion. I guess at the time of Suicide Squad, when they were promoting the movie, Warner Brothers got wind of this petition and there's actually a video of a bunch of the stars of the Suicide Squad movie uh, talking about the petition to um, name a building the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion and I guess this is significant to us because Nathan Fillion is one of our native sons. Uh, Edmontonian them but 
hoot everybody else. Anyway, just had to call the pod to let you know that. Crunch, crunch. Oh, that's funny. I posted so it's the a person funny, you posted. I posted a funny costume that was like DM to me or something. Like I was posting some like funny like meme, not meme costume, but like celebrity costumes, right? I guess I posted mm-hmm. her costume and people and somebody was like, oh, that's literally a local Canadian DJ who not many months ago renamed, petitioned to rename this city hall and got it renamed for 24 hours. I Googled her after this call and I found out that this woman, Lauren Hunter, is, I guess, kind of iconic in Edmonton for doing really good costumes on Halloween. Oh, She's what was the kind of all over the place. again? What was it? I posted it, but what was it? Was it was her as the, the the container ship, the evergreen container okay, ship. Okay, that, that was, was funny. I did a laugh. And I even showed that to my cousin who doesn't know stuff, and she did a laugh, too. She knew what it was. I'm. I was looking through some images. She even of went Lauren down Hunter. to the water to like pose with the water. Like she really, you know, yeah, she, she did puts it. her all. She yeah. gives it her all. She was the evergreen. Um, but I, I think it said Everstuck. The evergreen. Yes. Ever not evergreen, but you know what I mean. And then hers, hers said Everstuck. I saw her costume where I guess there's a building that was perpetually under construction in Edmonton, and she dressed up as that building for Halloween a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And. There are some comments within this Reddit post where people talk about how good her social media presence and her costumes are. So this is typical for Lauren Hunter, I guess. They made this petition to rename Edmonton City Hall the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion. Civilian very Pavilion. funny, very funny. And they the the local the local Edmonton government was like, LOL, that's funny. Sure, we'll do it for two days. <laughs> and then it's going back. <laughs> They did it's it funny, for two days. We'll do it for two. We'll do it for two days. Obviously, you have tons of loyal fans in Edmonton. It was actually my Sonic listeners and I that created the petition to get the city of Edmonton to honor you uh, for the Nathan Fillion Civilian. With the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion. I always say when people ask me, "Hey, have you heard about this?" I say they missed one in a million. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, so you guys are talking about um, Shark Tail. Uh, that fish's name, while well, her name is Lola. Um, she's iconically known as um, the sexy fish from Shark Tale um, because, I mean, she's the sexy fish. Like, that's who she is. I don't know. I watched Shark Tale like a million times growing up because it was the only DVD that I had in my car. We had like the minivan with the DVD player. But anyways, um, they also had one other famous celebrity cameo. Uh, Katie Couric played a re- news reporter named Katie Current. And I was a fan and I've seen this movie Way too many fucking times. Uh, yeah. Uh, Scarjo Yummy Hop. Happy Halloween. I have to say, watching clips of this movie. I'm like, I gotta watch it. It's, oh, okay. I didn't think that, but that's okay. It's oh. great. Looks like shit. I thought I gotta see it. It it's absolutely so looks like shit. Sorry. Well, the Roger Ebert review is really funny because he's like, why? This is not a movie for children. Like, half of this movie is just in jokes for adults. Like, it's. It almost doesn't focus on the plot because it's too busy trying to make jokes that will appeal to the parents of the children who are going. Like the Katie Couric as the anchor woman, uh, Michael Imperioli as the sort of like young godfather, you know, uh, what do you try to say? The the mentee. What Michael, the Michael Corleone figure, you know? Right, 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 right. Anyway, I'm kind of intrigued, especially after Katie Couric as Katie Current. Are they gone? Are, are they gone? You sure? Good morning, Southside Reef. I'm Katie Current, keeping it current. We've just received official confirmation. The sharks are gone. I repeat, the sharks are gone. I just think it looks like shit. I'm sorry. I think it looks like shit. These fish, they don't look like people. Don't like it at all. 
<laughs> they have very sexy lips, I must say. Uh, uh, <laughs> Look at their sexy lips. Look stop. at their sexy eyes. Just stop. But then I was like, is Katie Current wearing like fishnets? But those are just her scales. And I was like, ah, of course. <laughs> of course. Okay, next call. Hi, Weekly. Um, I was just listening to the Tuesday episode where you were talking about the mystery Joshes, but specifically Cal Penn's mystery Josh. Um, and Lindsay was saying that you felt like you already knew that Cal Penn was gay and Bobby was kind of, like, surprised or, like, had let it, like, slip through. Um, I was just going to say on a little my personal experience as a New York person frequenting gay bars, um, he's been around. Me and my friends saw him a couple of times at um, – Sweet at like 109th in Amsterdam when we were all students at Columbia. Um, Columbia, ew. Um, anyway, uh, so I feel like he has been, like he said, like he said in the article or whatever, like he has been like around, like it hasn't been like a secret secret. Um, but it was just kind of funny because when that article came out, the very first thing me and my friends did was text each other and be like, aha, sweet. Um, also, I think when we saw him at Sweet, he might have been with Josh because he was with a guy and a group of friends. Um, and it was only like five years ago, I think. So anyway, crunch, crunch. I have to say, like, this is a case of no one cared. And I don't think that that means that <laughs> no one cares. He's writing a book. People are going to read it. He's lived a very interesting life. And when he presents it like as a book, I think it's interesting. But in terms of just like no one cares to out Cal Penn. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not mm -hmm. like no one's going to be like right. Like Radar.com is like, OK, not really. No one's going to click this anyways, even if we do this kind of like shitty thing or, or whatever, mm -hmm. because it's like, a, you know, not hit with his, you know, consent or whatever. Like, yes, it's like just not worth even the the offense. The main issue I had was I was objecting to the use of the term coming out because I I just think that that's wrong. Like there has to be another, there has to be another word for that. There has to be another way to phrase this because that makes it seem like he was hiding something. And yeah. if anything, it's almost like it just twists the narrative and do something that it is not actually. But there's no word. What's the word? What would be the word? What would be the turn of phrase? Like I don't. Cal Penn I guess was gay the just, whole time. You just didn't know, like or care. I don't know. That I think mean. it's just <laughs> Cal Penn. I think it's just Cal Penn announces his engagement to Josh. Right. 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 <laughs> you know. Right. Right. Like there's I think. No... I think all you have to do is announce right. that and not say that it's coming up because you're you're applying this yeah. you're applying this framework to his story that doesn't actually What if it exist? was like um Cal Penn uh, announces his marriage to Josh and then in parentheses homosexual marriage just to, just so <laughs> just so they get that just so they get just so it's clear I see why am I he's a homosexual <laughs> or gay or whatever you want I just think then you have both <laughs> you have the best yeah. of both worlds Speaking of, I'm just being rude, this, FYI. He doesn't have to do that. Yeah. Did I tell you the story about I was on the train a few days ago and there were these, there was this group of like young women, like early 20s, and one of them had just moved to New York and the other two were visiting. How her. did you know that? Oh, oh it was, just like they were talking very loudly right convo. in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was on the, I was on the sea for a very long time. Yeah. Eavesdropping and, is back, baby. Like back in a big way. Oh, I love eavesdropping. It's back in a big way. And so, um, the, there was one who I guess moved to New York in May or June or something. Uh -huh. I don't remember the map. I think she had been here for four months, but she had announced like, because one of the friends was saying, oh my God, how long have you lived here? How long has it been? And she was like, four months. And the other one goes, oh my God, you're like a real New Yorker now. And I was like, this is so cute. Like uh -huh. they're so young. They're very like stylishly dressed, right? Also. Yeah. Uh -huh. And one of them, <laughs> and the one who had been here for four months goes, oh my God, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> then they named a friend like a friend of a friend whose personal trainer that they talked about his personal trainer like joey's personal trainer 
fucked Anderson Cooper last <laughs> night. And the and the girls that were visiting her were like, ah, oh my God. And they were like, this is the coolest New York story I've ever heard. They didn't say that. I'm adding that. But it was just like, this is so funny to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I don't yeah. know. I thought it was very What's cute. What's that to do with like, Cal Penn? York, baby. Oh, gay. Okay. Uh, gay gay story. Gay story. <laughs> but I was, I was thinking gosh. about Anderson Good Cooper gosh. because, but I was thinking about Anderson Cooper in that, like, his sexuality was more of a secret. He actually was sort of keeping it yeah, 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 yeah. buttoned up because of his business. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Like, right. he actually was not publicly right. out. And it just doesn't... It just doesn't fit this particular Meanwhile, narrative. Meanwhile, Cal's anyway, not that's even... Fine. You can cut all of that. ...like, in the public eye anymore. No, it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mostly, I just love listening to people on the train. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. So, I just watched Vanessa Hudgens' Architectural Digest. My main question is, why is she carrying her phone and her keys throughout the entire video? Okay, thank you. Crunch, crunch. Bye. I love that you picked out, like, you're very eagle-eyed, very smart. Because when I watched Mm -hmm. the AD tour, there was nothing particularly funny about it. Just the fact that she herself is funny. There's a part where she points out her Cali water fridge, which is, like, her sponsored beverage. And she's like, got to stay high. And, and, like, the way that she says it is, like, every word has a different... Like in, I don't know how I don't know how to. We gotta stay stocked. Keep everybody hydrated. Anyways, <laughs> I mean the thing about the thing about the Vanessa Hudgens AD tour was that I was just watching it thinking, nice house, you know? Right. Oh, that's a nice house. The two funny things cool. about it were it's Gary Oldman's house. He sold her her house, and. Mm-hmm. The other funny thing is it's Cecil B. DeMille's mistress's house. Mistress's house. That's that why he it was built, built for his mistress. Cecil B. DeMille built it for his mistress. But the yes. funny thing is that Gary Oldman did all this shit to the house that Vanessa hated. And so the whole video is her being like, these walls were like bread. I painted them over. And these knobs were red. And this floor was blah, blah. The one thing that Gary did do that she liked was he replaced the floors. And she she likes the floors. So thank she you, She loved Gary. the floors. Oh, and the floors. The floors were a big selling point for me when I saw this house. Gary Oldman lived here before me. And he put these in. They're 18th century French oak from an old chapel in Europe. No, and she never calls it ugly what Gary did to the house, but she sort of implies it. Didn't you get that sense too? Like she didn't want to insult his taste explicitly she kind of Dakota in this video, Johnson's but... what maybe was a more funky Gary Oldman style house, you know? Yeah. I mean, her house is absolutely beautiful, but okay, back to the call. The, truly the funniest thing is that she's carrying her phone and keys the whole time in one hand, which I is like incredible. I didn't even notice that until you said mentioned that. It. Why is she doing that? Why? It went over my head. I think it's a, I think it's like nerves. It it must it's it's sort of like a the adult version of a of a it's of not. like a a child's doll. It's just kind of funny because it's almost like she's a realtor showing you the house, and she's like, "Okay, I got twenty minutes before the next couple comes in. Um, here's my <laughs> Cecil B. DeMille picture. He, uh, the knobs were red. I painted them or whatever. So you know, as she's... you can tell, the land is very French and vibey. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with Cali water fridge." <laughs> Help yourself if you want. Um, yeah, no, this place. Yeah, it's 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 on for eleven, but it'll probably go for twelve. You know, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know how much the house costs. I mean, we found Million? the old story from when she bought it. Yeah. She bought it in 2018 from Gary Oldman for 
Mm. How much? According to a couple of well-informed real estate tattletales, the new owners are cohabiting high school mu- are cohabiting high school musical franchise star Vanessa Hudgens and Austin Butler. Built in Which the early 1920s, the vine was when they were together. They Georgian together. Colonial. Oh my God! They bought it for a wee bit below five million dollars. Okay. Gary Oldman bought it for a bit below two point nine million dollars. So Gary Oldman made over two million dollars on this fucking Incredible. house. I don't like that. I don't like that. Because he sucks. Because he sucks. He sucks more than her. Of course he does. Yeah. He actually sucks. Vanessa Hudgens sucks in sort of this like nebulous way. That's just like. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he You're actually mostly is fine. toxic. I find that's true. He is a toxic <laughs> yeah. man. That's true. But Essica Hudgens got stoned and said weird things about coronavirus. <laughs> she bought it with her ex-boyfriend, but now she lives in it with her Princess Switch clones. So there's enough space for her, the other one, and the other one. There's three of them. Every year there's less space. Every year they add on a sequel. She goes, oh, I have to add an addition. But then Netflix there goes says, another guest bedroom. We'll pay for, you know, we'll pay for you to expand. <laughs> it would be, it is so, it is so not to be Netflix. It is so Netflix ba- Black Mirror, like, as in like the bad version of Black Mirror. To is have it the Black Mirror, I, the bad version? <laughs> it got Mirror. bad whenever it's, Netflix took over, kind of. Of course it did. When it was just this weird BBC thing that you like had to watch, it was more interesting. And well, then they it was ran like, out of future blah, blah. But isn't Netflix actually cloning Vanessa Hudgens secretly <laughs> to populate their holiday franchise? Something very Black mirror yeah, but like bad Black Mirror. When they had the idea to do Princess Switch, they came to her and they said, could you play, you know, two different roles? And she said, sure, I could, you know, I could do that. And then they came back to her and they said, could, they, could you play three roles? And she said, I absolutely cannot do that. I'm not prepared to play three me. And they said, okay, we're going to have to find out another way because we absolutely have to do this threequel. And then they cloned her. So it's actually Vanessa twice and one clone. Lindsay, I can't. <laughs> this is like... It's like never let me go. Oh my god! Wait, this what? is now I can't get this out of my head. That she's if this clones? were a Black Mirror episode, yeah. you find out that like Ted Sarandos is doing this to get through like having to pay actors their rates because he's like, well, technically they're clones, they're not humans, <laughs> so I don't actually have to pay them. They just live at Vanessa Hudgens's house. But then the two Vanessa clones like they start to realize what's going on and they want to move out and they want to get their own money. And so they start to strike. And then... They start to strike. They go to Hulu. They go to Hulu. <laughs> Hulu's like, we pay clones human rates. Oh, my God. Uh... But the deal with Vanessa Hudgens' house is that Ashley Tisdale, her high school musical co-worker, co-star, did the interior design. Okay, she does say she gave her advice. She doesn't say she did it. She mentions her frequently enough that I think okay, Ashley okay, okay, Tisdale okay, had okay, significant okay, advice. Okay. Yeah. You know? Also, I think yeah. Ashley was like, would you mind dropping my name a couple of times? I need some new clients. I mean, they are friends. Yeah. Tisdale is, unlike, she doesn't have any clones to work with, so she has to sort of interior <laughs> design the business. Hey, guys. It's Ashley Tisdale, and welcome to my house. Please come in. She started a business called... Lindsay and I are fighting over this. It's spelled F-R-E-N-S-H-E. It's Frenchy. It's Frenchy. I think it's pronounced French. French. No, French. it's Frenchy. You're like being dumb about it. It's Frenchy. I'm not being dumb because her you last are. name Willfully. is now French. Willfully. Yeah, I that's her truly... last name. She wouldn't start a company that's just her last name again. She wants to make it know, special. So she, it's Frenchy. So she like, spelled like her last Ashley. name differently. 
French and Ashley, Frenchie. Ashley and Frenchie don't rhyme though. They're not they're not exact rhymes. But there's a shush and Ashley. See, I am, and I'm not I I swear to God I am not trolling you. You are you literally think I'm being, being willfully willful. ignorant. Yeah, you here. are. You are. I think that she just spelled her last name differently to be interesting. I literally think it's French. It's not. French. It's not at all. Hey guys, welcome to Frenchie. Um Yes. Yeah, so over the last couple of years, I've been on a journey with my health for multiple reasons. And I, you know, got this idea because I... But she started a home interior design business specifically over the pandemic. And she watched a lot of like, she was always interested in interior design. Uh, and she did her own house that she lives in with her husband whose name is I already forgot his name something French. something French but he used to date Kaylee Cuoco that's the only thing you have to know about him he's like a composer um wait I'm but... sorry I'm known as Ashley French aka Frenchie Mrs. French and Frenchie literally her nickname is Frenchie that's why no, it's Frenchie I know that I put them both in here to show <laughs> that it's un that she no. does both. Sorry, it's that's Frenchy. why I bolted that. It's Frenchie, like her nickname. People call her Frenchie. This is this does not solve any question for me. French, French. No, it's not. It's not. Hey guys, welcome to Frenchie. Um. Oh, sorry. I'm nice to meet you. I'm Ashley French, and my business is called French. No, that's ridiculous. I am. It's Frenchie. I'm like shoving my feet further into the dune. You will not. I'm like using the dune sand compactor. I'm stuck here, baby. No, I'm not you're getting out of now this. Just being a, now you're just being contrarian. If you are Ashley Tisdale, call in and say if it's French or Frenchie. The point is... Hey guys, welcome to Frenchie. Um, she is now an interior designer, but it's not her full-time job. She's like, I do it, but it's not my full-time job. I'm still an actor first, but I wanted to start this business sorry, after watching this master class. Well, she says, because Architectural Digest interviewed her last earlier this year and said, how would you describe... Oh, sorry. And they said, what's your goal for your business? And she just goes, to have fun. This isn't my full-time job. I'm an actress first. I just have a passion for your interior design and will continue to help my friends and clients when I have the chance. Diane Keaton is why I got into new interior design. She opened my eyes to being creative in other fields besides acting. Wait, Diane Keaton's the one that told you that you didn't no, have to No, she said, this is the problem job. with this quote. She makes it seem like she's friends with Diane Keaton. She's and not. she says, Diane Keaton is why I got into ear interior design. But it's because someone gave her a Diane Keaton book and she read it. I received her book years ago from a friend and my dream goal is to own one of her homes that she designed. I'm more I'm just saying I'm surprised that the first person who told her that you don't have to just act if you're an actor is Diane Keaton. Also, I don't really think of Diane Keaton as interior design. I think of Nancy Myers and then Diane Keaton's like part of that. But I guess Diane Keaton is like funky, has funky style, you know? She's a very dis distinct, she's a very unique style. She has yeah. an aesthetic, of course. Mm -hmm. I didn't know she did an like aesthetic, interiors right. or whatever. Cool. That's um, great. That's I think better that I don't know that. home has a very specific aesthetic. I'm just saying it's good that I don't know that. Like she's doing that on her own in her own time. I don't have to hear about it. Unlike this, which I have to hear about. So another thing you have to hear about now is that I was looking for instances of Ashley Tisdale tweeting about Frenchie. I'm just going to say Frenchie on yeah, her Twitter. Yeah, you are because it's right. And on, <laughs> and on October 21st, 2020, she goes, I shared, I shared my journey on Frenchie on which products I swapped out first. Go check out the easy steps to living a non-toxic life. Link in bio. Absolutely hate the crossover between like and interiors this person, and wellness. Absolutely do not need that. Just fucking pick out She's a She's taking a page from Jessica Alba's playbook, which is like, ouch. honestly, an effective playbook. So this person, Joe Bangles, Like also, CBE, I'm sorry, like. 
if you want to if you want something to tell me sell me some sustainable interior stuff i'm great i'm down for it let's talk about it how do we make it sustainable how do we make it not crazy how do we use things that have already been used but non-toxic get out of here sorry i'm not here for this conversation that's enough i'm sorry bitch i was just on the west coast according to signs that are literally everywhere you look throw a rock at a sign that tells you something is extremely toxic i like I am convinced that everything is toxic and there's no I'm just saying it. there are things that we can control and there are things that we simply cannot, should not be trying to. And and I'm happy to- What was the to... sign where you were like, where you were like, come? <laughs> there was a sign that was like- Oh, it said like, there is cum, cum in the air. No, like cumin. All these- <laughs> cumin. 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 All these weird chemicals that I'd never heard of. It was like, sorry, you're inhaling cum and it's going to be a problem for you later no, down the cumin. road. it's cumin. It's a- <laughs> It's a crude. It's a constant. It's a constituent of crude oil and refined fuels. Oh, oh, my, oh my God! God I can't hear this. I'll take calm over that. At least calm is the organic. Po- <laughs> the point is, Ashley Tisdale. When I googled, I shared my journey on Frenchie. On which God, it still hurts me to say it. I shared my journey on Frenchie. Fine, I'll give it to you, guys. Welcome to Frenchie. Um, you, you, because the more you say, the more there's stop no other it. options. Stop it. You're interrupting. You're interrupting Joe Bengals. There's CBD. literally no other options here. I just want to say that I was right. And I want you to say so it. So she's, she's tweeting about Frenchie and she's tweeting about living a non-toxic lifestyle. And this person, and I clicked the tweet to see if there are like follow-ups. And there's a tweet from someone named at Joe Bengals 11. And I feel comfortable saying their name because they are very visible online. At Joe Bengals 11, they go by Joe Bengals CBE. They have a... What okay, I seem, okay. assume is some sort of highly trafficked blog. And the question that he asks Ashley Tisdale in response to Frenchie and non-toxic living is non-related question. But I would love to know if you have a favorite cheese. <laughs> and so I was a like... A favorite cheese? A favorite cheese. Okay. And so what happens next is someone else responds... Straight from Ashley's mouth, she hates cheese. Quit asking her. It's annoying as fuck. Yes. And then... This is actually incredible because it's one thing to be like, Ashley yes. hates cheese. Like, shut up. They include a clip of her from a show I don't even remember existed that was called Vanessa and Ashley's Inner Circle. Wait, let me Google that. Hold on. I believe it was on E. Oh, you believe it was on E? I also believe it was on E. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it was on? NBC? Okay. Yeah. It was a special. <laughs> It was a special. It was on E. Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley Tisdale offer a glimpse into their lives and their friendship, included colon. Vanessa answers Ashley's questions about her first kiss and working a stripper pole for a movie role. So at some point in this special that was on E, not NBC, Ashley Tisdale talks about how much she hates cheese. Wait, sorry. She does not like cheese. A new experiment in storytelling from executive producer Ashley Tisdale. These specials will feature celebrities picking a member of their inner circle, a trusted friend, a family member, close confidant, to tell the real story and ask the questions. More conversation than interviews. It is an emotionally charged journey where the celebrities let their guards down, open up, have fun, and somebody from their inner circle, from Blondie Girl Productions. Okay, so this only happened once, clearly. Mm-hmm. With Vanessa and, and here's, Ashley. Here's the clip, listen. Wine and cheese. Yeah, you do like wine and cheese. I love wine and cheese. I hate cheese. I wish I liked it. I wish I didn't like it. It looks so good when people eat it. It's delicious. I don't know. I always like watching people eat cheese because I don't like it. You're so bad at rapid fire. So the person who goes by that bitch on Twitter responded to Joe Bengals and goes straight from Ashley's mouth. She hates cheese. Quit asking her. It's annoying AF. Someone and else so said, that, sis, don't eat cheese. Someone else wrote, she doesn't <laughs> like cheese. <laughs> that that didn't stop him because he keeps asking Ashley Tisdale, what's your favorite cheese? And without a doubt, without fail, that bitch responds to each and every one of these and goes, 
says the dude who keeps asking Ashley about cheese. Like, he cannot stand, this person cannot stand that Joe Bangle CBE keeps asking Ashley Tisdale what her favorite cheese is. Can you guess how many times he's asked Ashley Tisdale if she has a favorite cheese? How many times? Are you counting? I'm still counting. <laughs> 27 times. Okay, he has a website. He has a website he's and a click the website. to the stars. Because do you know what Joe Bangle CBE stands for, Lindsay? What? Cheeseboard enthusiast. <laughs> and what he does, he's based in London, England, and he is working on a book about celebrities' favorite cheeses. He loves cheeses. He also, I think, makes cheese boards. Yes. And I think he actually is a bit of a cheesemonger. I think he makes cheese boards. That's his business. Like he like will go to a party or whatever. This is not toxic at all. He's literally collecting no, celebrities' favorite cheeses. He asks, yes. he he puts it on his website when he tweets. He tweeted at he's British, so he's a lot of British celebrities, but he tweeted at Ginger Minge, who is a drag queen. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite cheese? He tweeted at Davina McCall, who is a British personality. Holly Willoughby, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's favorite cheese is blue. Blue. Patricia Cornwell, who's an author, like a very successful like novelist. And she was like, my favorite cheese is cheddar. Like she just like instantly responded. I know people are responding. Oh my God. He compiles all of the responses on his blog. (laughs) He tweeted at Martha Hunt a bunch of times and she wrote, you are so persistent. For that, I will tell you, it's Gruyere. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. And so so we were talking about this in in a group chat and someone was like do you think this is horny like is this horny behavior and i was like honestly i don't think this is horny behavior no this not when you not when you so chaste it. no not when you unpack he's, what he's doing with this he's literally like it's not he's horny. not just asking it's like weird, ladies he's not asking he's not only asking like one type of person wait stop you know? he he's asked, asking he asked vodafone the, the phone company <laughs> they the phone said company, yeah. what mature did they say? cheddar <laughs> pope francis tweeted Five hours ago, love is the supreme rule for following the path of Christ. It makes us aware of our weakness and merciful and in solidarity with the difficulties and weaknesses of others. Hashtag general audience. Joe Bengal CBE responds, afternoon, mate. Do you have a favorite cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he asked the, the Pope, Pope who, the what his favorite cheese he asked is. The Pope. Jordan, yes. Jordan, Jordan he asked Sparks, the Pope. He asked Jordan Sparks. She said, chow cheese is fire. I don't even know what that is. Man, there's so many different types of cheeses. He asks pretty Kathy much Bates. everyone he... He asks everyone all day, and it's it's very clearly like, you know, he's he's throwing a pot of spaghetti at the walls and waiting for one of them to stick, and occasionally it sticks, and then he gets to add it to his book. No, I love he asked his collection is he really asked Matt great. Iglesias. Like what? He doesn't care who he asks. He just wants verified people to ask. Kathy Bates says, mm, Telegio, Stilton, Brie, Camembert, in no particular order, but I don't eat them. Too fattening, so don't send me any. <laughs> He's not going to. He has too many people to ask about cheese. He's very busy. Pop quiz. When Joe Bangle CBE asked Susan Sarandon, unrelated question, but do you have a favorite cheese? Did she respond or not? Yeah, of course. No, she didn't respond. She did not respond. Okay, pop quiz. <laughs> what is Mark Ronson's favorite cheese? Oh, uh, Gruyere. No, it's Parmesan. Oh, that's boring. That's a dumb favorite cheese. What last question. What is Minnie Driver's favorite cheese? Something stinky. Gorgonzola. Okay, that's a trick question. She retweeted him and said, with admiration for your extraordinary tenacity and spamming my timeline with this question for the past few months, I will say this. I hate cheese. Now you may stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to send you this screenshot and I accidentally sent it to another <laughs> Who? group chat. Oh. And Did you have to I play it like, off oh like God. you meant for it to go there? I was like, oh, no, I said, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. I don't even know how to explain how I got here. And without dropping, without dropping a beat, he responds, 
Is that that guy who asked celebrities about what cheese they like? Stop (laughs) it. Who responded that? Who knew that? Richard. Richard knew who it was in two seconds. Wait, Richard knew about the cheese sweeter? (laughs) Richard knew about Joe Bangles. Richard, you're a man of many talents. I love Joe Bangles. He's, I mean, he's doing God's work and it's, and not that we are like have a court of law, but I, I officially decree it not horny. It's not horny. There is not, I mean, the horny meter is below the line here. Okay. It's not anywhere above it. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Vanessa. Okay, Thanks, Architectural on. Digest. This really took us really <laughs> Thanks, far. Thanks, AD. This took us far. Let's okay. go to the next. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops my linen bottoms my linen dresses i'm putting on my linen sheets i'm putting on my linen pillowcases i'm just like everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jacket sweaters and hello to shorts tees and linen i know i should probably buy some linen shorts from quince i have a quince cotton duvet cover that i really like and it's warm it's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months which is sort of where i want my bedding to be somewhere Mm -hmm. in the middle you and know. you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, 
better sleep starts now. Hello. Um, I, this is more of a comment than a question, but um, I would just love it if you would do a little who's who segment on ER Fightmaster. Um, yes, that sounds like an episode of television, not a person's name. It is funny. Um, they're non-binary, and like, yes, it's kind of the equivalent of when you're like, here's my non-binary Craig Brick, and I'm also in these, so I'm allowed to make that joke. Um, they were in Trill, like, super cute couple with the, like, best friend in that show, and then now they're in Grey's Anatomy, and I just would love it if you would do a little, you know, background info on them. I think they were a Nah who was on their way to becoming a Who, so... A little ER fight master. I'm sorry, I can't say their name without laughing. It's goofy. They're hot though. ER fight master. I think, like most people, including the caller, best known for their role in Shrill, was in two seasons of Shrill, and now they're going to be in Grey's Anatomy as the show's first non-binary doctor. The thing is, there's not a lot to say about ER's um, full like career history because they haven't been working all that long, but. The funniest, most poetic thing about this that I think every story I've read about this is failing to note is that ER is their name and they're joining Grey's Anatomy. I know. How are we not talking about this? How are we not talking about... And they're joining the ER of now. Grey's Anatomy is our generation's ER. We don't have ER anymore. I'm naming my child... I'm naming my child Chicago Hope, <laughs> Chicago Hope Finger, Honestly, and I'm going to see if they name. get cast that's in kind of a nice Grey's name. Anatomy season 40. That's a nice name. I'm going to name Chicago my kid Hope Allie Finger. McBeal, just Allie McBeal, not last, not my last name, <laughs> just fully Allie McBeal and see what happens. <laughs> the Good Fight will still be on CBS All Access. Freddie Highmore is like Paramount 150 Plus. years old. The Good Doctor, oh. that's the one, yeah. Oh, that's oh, not the Good God. Fight. <laughs> The good fight is lawyers. Yeah, so yeah, yes, yeah, no, Al, you, yeah. your your child, Allie McBeal, will, will be on season 37 of The Good Fight. And your child, My child Chicago, Chicago Hope, will be with... on The Good Doctor season 240. No, 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 Lindsay. Shonda's not never letting Grey's Anatomy that's die. True, it will be true, on Grey's Anatomy season 50, true. for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. But ER, ER Fightmaster Fight is a legend for this. I don't know if they are realizing that they're ER joining Grey's Anatomy in that way, but that's okay. If this is what the first time they're hearing it, that's great too. Um, there's a story in the Chicago Tribune because they're from Sick Chicago, and it says, um, boop, 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 boop. And yes, Fightmaster is the 26-year-old's real name. I got blessed, they said. Right. But people will never stop asking me how it's spelled. So it's like, how, if that question comes up, do you say, like Fight Master? It's two words, like Fight Master. Other anyway, fun I'd love facts to that question. about ER, they're in a band. And the other fun fact is their Instagram handle is Genderless Gap Ad, which is pretty funny. Incredible, incredible name. Okay. Incredible username. Let's now we move, move on. on. Danica McKellar is leaving Hallmark for Gap Family. Will more Countdown to Christmas stars follow suit? I know you talked about it on Tuesday's episode, but once again, what is GAP and why is this a new channel? Where is it? Grateful for Sharna. I don't understand, like, leaving, like, this is not 1920s Hollywood. Do they have exclusive contracts with these channels? Like, are they not allowed to, like, hop around and do different stuff? I think they have contracts. I think they do. Really? Yeah. It feels like, it feels like this play, I mean, for 
it actually makes sense when you think about these movies that are so traditional and like trapped in time like isn't it sort of surprising that it would like exist in this weird bubble of like the type of studio system where you're sort of beholden to a single studio or a single I mean, like it's production just company shocking that it that it is that way but yeah sure maybe but these and also these this shit only gets covered like two months out of the year so I don't know. Like, this isn't actually important news. I think it's just funny. News. When did Danica McKellar because... become a power player worth giving a shit about what channel she goes to do Christmas movies at, you know? Lindsay, I had the same question. And when you go to the message boards and the subreddits about these Hallmark move Christmas movies and the people who are, like, really in it, like, knee-deep in it, they do love the casts. They watch these movies for Candace for Danica McKellar, no, for Lacey Because well, when they go to it the is... fucking Comic-Con of Hallmark, they, like, meet them. Yeah. Yes. They love Lacey yeah. Chabert. They love Janet Gamerae. They love it. But the, but the thing that I found really sort of nefarious about this that we didn't talk about on Tuesday because it wasn't exactly clear is that the person who runs GAC Media, a.k.a. Great American Country Media, the company that owns GAC Family, which is where all of these hallmark-ish christmas movies live is bill abbott who used to be the fucking guy who ran hallmark channel he is the reason that hallmark channel pivoted into christmas programming the way that they did like he is the reason that hallmark channel like became what it became over the past 10 years and the reason he fucking left hallmark channel was because of the zola ad where the two ladies kissed on the lips at their wedding and everyone got all pissed off and so Fucked up. Fucked the up. Zola ad airs, in case you want to remember, the Zola ad airs, two lesbians kiss at their gay wedding. People are like, this is fucked up. They take the commercial off the air. Then there's an uproar. Uh-huh. ACLU releases a statement. Zola releases a statement. Zola? Zola. Yeah. So that's Zola, called. that's the company, like the movie, yeah. like the tweets. Well, I just forgot that now the movie is more iconic than the company it's in my true. brain. Um, yeah. So that happens. And Bill Abbott steps down because of all of this and it's not implicit but the rumor is that he he fucking left um it's not explicit but the rumor is that he fucking left because the direction of the company was becoming less traditional and conservative and look cut to a few years later and he has started gack family and he is pulling these people to it like Candace Cameron Bure Ugh. going to Gak Family. Lori Loughlin going Ugh. to Gak Family. Danica McKellar going to Gak Family. Awful. And I was like, so part of me was like, when you look at the lineup of the Gak Family movies, it is not exclusively white. It is mostly white. It is like 95% white. There are still black couples featured because they're all couples, right? It's all like a couple meets and then they fall in love and they inevitably get married or engaged by the end of this. But it is, as far as I can tell, exclusively straight. So all of these people are cis straight people who get together at the end. So he's keeping it traditional in that way, at least as far as I can tell right now. But like, yeah. it it actually seems really sort of sneaky. Like, oh, I absolutely hate it. It sucks. Imagine making this Hallmark sucks. movies even more traditional and conservative, and you have Gak Family. I mean, also like the kind of cheesiness of like oh, a gay Hallmark movie or like a, you know, a slightly non-traditional Hallmark movie. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not like encroaching on like the shitty traditional Hallmark movies that already exist. There are, they are only multiplying. There are only more of them. Like, don't worry mm-hmm. about it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I read this sort of like, 
alarming. Also, the gay Reddit ones are just as this. PG as the originals, so don't again, don't worry about that. These, yes, it's two men, but they barely touch each other <laughs> in these movies. I'm just saying they're but still they, like chased in a way that is very like you know family TV. We're not watching GAC TV. We are not watching. I don't them. even know they how to watch GAC TV, anyway. but that's irrelevant. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, big gay rights news. Kristen Stewart is engaged to her girlfriend, Dylan Meyer, who apparently is a screenwriter. Um, Stewart told Howard Stern on his show on Tuesday, quote, we're marrying. We're totally going to do it. I wanted to be proposed to. So I think I very distinctly carved out what I wanted and she nailed it. We're marrying. It's happening. End quote. Uh, we're, we're marrying. We are marrying the continuous present verb tense. I've never heard of this. Um, so I guess my question is Kristen Stewart, obviously them, Dylan Meyer, definitely a who. We are marrying. Who are them? Help me who weekly. All right. Crunch, crunch. Wait, no. We are crunch, crunching. Uh, okay, bye. Okay, this person is more concerned with the grammar than the gay marriage. <laughs> I was, but I was too. That was my first thing whenever I saw the story that was like, oh, we are marrying. It's the most Kristen Stewart thing. Like, it's so she's, she's funny. She's opaque. Um, oh we're God. marrying. We're totally going to do it. Like, I... Oh. Um, you propose? <laughs> Where is she? Is okay, she there? So I kind you of keep turning her, your head. Is that Dylan? I think she that might be sleeping. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I wanted, I wanted to be proposed to. <laughs> so right. I think I, I very distinctly carved out my, um, what I wanted. And, you know, she, she nailed it. It was really cute. She did very well. And we're totally, we're, we're, we're marrying. It's, it's happening. She manages to be opaque even in being direct. She's like, because the thing with Howard, it's so funny that she's doing this on Howard because last time she was at Howard, I think for whatever promoting promotion she was doing before, he asked about her relationship and she said, you know, I love my girlfriend or whatever. And now I think he's probably like, did you get married? <laughs> she's the story was November right. 19th, November 7th. The story was November 5th, 2019. Kristen Stewart can't fucking wait to propose to her girlfriend. And now the story has shifted where she says, I want it to be proposed to. So basically, she told Dylan Meyer, propose to me, to me thusly. And Dylan said, gladly, with fucking pleasure. So wait, the implication was that Dylan already proposed, so they're engaged. Yes. Okay, so that was she's the... specific. It's like, but that's the thing. You're, you're saying the implication because even when she's being explicit, it sounds like it's implicit. No, I know. So then the headlines are this. We're just like, oh, Kristen Stewart is engaged to Dylan Meyer two years together because that's the only like answer that you could even take out of this thing. It is funny how Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson talk the same way, it, like in terms of the way that they speak to press about mm. things about their personal life. They do have that in common in a very weird way. Like they almost like they have their, like they took the same class or something. They have their like strange language and grammar and they're like sort of like cryptic way of speaking. But also they're both trolls. Also, they like hate love the press in yeah, a true. similar way where they're like, right. wow, this sort of ruined my young adulthood being right, hounded right, by right, these right, people right, and right, being right. asked about my love life. So let's have fun with it yeah. while we can. I mean, it's also funny because Kristen Stewart is only going to be talking about these things because she's doing press tour for Spencer and there's no other time. So you ask now and you get an answer or you're not going to hear from her until like the next press tour that she's forced to do. 
when she wins an Oscar for Spencer. No, she won't win. You don't she think might she'll win. win? She might what? win. You said you she'll get nominated. She win. She'll get nominated. Who's gonna win? Gaga. Gaga's gonna win. <laughs> Gaga's gonna win. Did you read her? Uh, yeah. Did you, did you see that she was like interview I'm, about her process? I stayed in. I stayed doing my Italian accent for six months, and also I want to mm. be a war photographer. Like, okay, she's bitch. a fucking legend. Who are you? She's ta- a fucking legend. What are you talking about? She's amazing. Did you see the part where she goes? Um, what did she say? They asked if she had ever met Patrizia, the woman that she's playing. <laughs> right. And she goes, you know. I only felt that I could do this story justice if I approached it with the eyes of a curious woman who was interested in possessing a journalistic spirit so that I could read between the lines of what was happening in the film's scenes, meaning that nobody was going to tell me who Patrizia Gucci was. Not even Patrizia Gucci. Oh my it's like, God. she's saying, eh, she is giving me exactly what I want okay, but from also, both her and an actor. This woman, like, you should meet her. But she's, I I like that she doesn't meet her. She's like, I'm not doing an impression. I'm doing a character. Yeah, I'm doing a caricature. And also, I know enough about this woman to know that she is not going to give me the details that I will need or details that could actually improve my performance. So you know what? I'm just going to try to embody the character as written. with Gaga, the press tour is part of the performance, unlike maybe with Kristen Stewart. Don't you? Isn't there? What's worse? What is worse? I ask you this. Uh-huh. Than reading a fucking glossy celebrity profile, top to bottom, and feeling bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. give me something yeah, yeah, yeah. deranged like this. Of course. I love no, it. No, she's a, she's a star. She's giving, she's giving star. The, she's giving the actress. The thing about... <laughs> Gaga doesn't pretend to be a normal person, and I think similarly, neither does Kristen Stewart. That's true. You know, that's true. They don't. Pre- they they don't. You know, pander to people by pretending and to be yet, just like why us. Why is every celebrity profile extremely boring now? And the headline is like, <sighs> Jennifer um, Garner wants you to know the real her, or and yeah, it's like, or like I don't fucking Jennifer care, and I'm Anis- never going to get the real Jennifer her. Jennifer Aniston is not what you think, or like Jennifer Aniston's. It it's always the same. I hate it. And I don't think it is ever helpful to frame a celebrity profile like that. But anyway, as if as if or you rarely, don't, as rarely, if rarely. you don't know, as if as if exactly. there's some secret or something. Yes, yes. Because ultimately, I think there wh- is no secret. When those people when a, don't a, have a, the secret, whatever it is, you know. When a celebrity profile is framed like that, what that signals to me is that it's not going to be interesting. Right. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Dylan Meyer, we've definitely talked about her before when they first started dating, but now it's like legit. It's stuck. Here she is. They're going to go to the Oscars together. She wrote that movie Moxie on uh, Netflix that Amy Poehler directed. They're they're cute together. I hear uh, via lots of people that I know, they like have a lot of fun parties. People go to their house and they're they're good like hostesses like for parties and stuff at Kristen's house, their house together. (sighs) Word on the gay streets of Los Angeles Sorry. is that these two are cool. <laughs> oh, straight streets too. Um, I've not all, you know, come one, come all. They have fun Straight parties. streets. Couldn't be me going down the straight streets <laughs> of Los Angeles. You're not going Sorry. down any streets in Los Angeles, so shut up. <laughs> is Vine gay or straight? <laughs> Wait, like the street? <laughs> yeah. I walked down Vine. What is that? Oh, when I you did went walk to get down coffee, that street. When you walked so far yeah. to get coffee. Santa Monica, I think, is gay. At least queer. Vine actually seems sort of straight now that I'm thinking about it. So I walked down one straight street in Los Angeles. But I think that this is the sort of this is the sort of relationship that you always see I'm air quotes working in Hollywood where you have one super famous person and someone who is in the industry, but like you said, behind the scenes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Someone who 
it seems like Dylan has no aspirations of being more than a writer. So, you know, there will always be a little more anonymity there. Anyway, good for them. Kristen is so strange. Can't wait to watch Spencer. Hi, Weekly. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I was scrolling through Succession Who Z-Way's Instagram, where she was posting from a Halloween party with Paul Mezcal and Phoebe Bridgers. And I just have to ask, is it hooey behavior to confirm someone else's relationship on your Insta? Um, okay, crunch, crunch, me and Grease, bye. Paul Mescal and Phoebe Bridgers appeared in Z-Way's photo dump from a Halloween party hosted by a photographer and I have to say, named the, Griffin Lipson. Their relationship was like a question mark for a while because like it was unclear, but it's hilarious. They're in a couple's costume. <laughs> so like clearly they're together. But I do think that most people, especially Phoebe fans, already knew that like she's for real dating Paul Mescal. When they, during the pandemic, when she went to, when she found out that he had a crush on her and then went to Dublin to meet him or whatever at a coffee shop. When she may have like <laughs> uh, done so against some COVID protocols. Do you think it was worth it? Do you think it was worth it? Do you think it was worth it? I think it was worth it, but do I think it was maybe a little uh, ethically precarious? Yeah, that too. Anyways, they're now like together, together. I think people have known for a while. Um, Imagine the kombucha girl of like July, June 2020, where it's like, in, you can fuck Paul Mescal, but you'd be breaking some COVID rules, just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, what is, mm-hmm. what sort of mental mm-hmm. gymnastics do you have to go what through? What would there? you do? Like, what would you do? What would I will never be in that situation. Never have I ever been in that situation. I will never be in it. It's not even worth thinking about. Wow, you don't want to put yourself <laughs> in that situation because you know you would choose. I'd rather not. You would choose bad. You would choose poor. <laughs> You know what you would choose. Well, because people thought, oh, Paul Mezcal was in her music video. That's why they like met up to like plan the music video. But it's like, yeah, no, they are together. They fuck. That's fun. Me asking the flight attendant for like, can I get another tomato juice, please? Just just keep the tomato juices coming. Keep the tomato just juices the coming. Guilt, like, the guilt oh, is racking as you head there. <laughs> Watching the fugitive, feeling guilty myself. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, oh cute But couple. what is the couple's costume? Is it a... Yes, they're, it's fucking. Megan it's Megan Fox, Fox, Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, he's not blonde in this, but they're definitely something. He's tattoo chest. She's long brunette wig. I, I gotta say, I don't. It's not a great costume. It's not great. No offense to either of them. It's not great. It's not a good costume, but it's definitely sexy, and they're definitely fucking. Yeah. No, I mean that's okay. That's the conclusion I'm trying to say. It's so like, that's the conclusion. Yeah. I guess I don't need to know that it's a couple's costume. I just need to know. I'm the body language expert that talks to people in Us magazine right now, <laughs> and according to my own body language expertise, they fucked five seconds after this photo was taken, and they fucked about seven minutes before it this photo was taken. It will never not so. be funny that these two got together and were outed by a cafe tweeting that they were in the cafe. That is never mm-hmm. not funny. They tried to go as far as they could to like a little little pub in Ireland and they just got spanked by the media. (laughs) Lucy Dawkins leaning against Phoebe Bridgers looking at the camera saying they definitely just (laughs) Is Phoebe Bridgers a them now? Like that's the other that's even more of a confusing I don't think so. No, 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 no. I I don't think either of them are them now. I think she might be. Paul Mezcal I don't think we're there yet. She might be. I think think the fact that you and I listen to Phoebe Bridgers constantly doesn't mean that she is a them. But I don't but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like She's talked about a lot. I think she ta- she's talked about in... 
I think you have to step out of like I know, our but own I still think that it is world. Sure, but she plays like it's like the conversation she plays with like all those guitar all the, music. I think all the I think a lot of people listen to that. Like all the cis straight girlies who were dressing up as skeletons. Like how many of that? Like. When Chrishell was a skeleton, do you think Chrishell knows who Phoebe Bridgers is? No. I think she does, you know? but I don't think she knew she was dressing as her for Halloween. You think Chrishell Staus knows who Phoebe Bridgers is? I kind of think, yeah. Phoebe Bridgers is like a oh, rock I star. So. Okay. I don't think she's quite right. there yet. Agree, disagree. Agree, disagree. Agree, disagree. Okay, agree, okay. Disagree. next call. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, long time, long time. Um, I saw a tweet about this and it got me to thinking. Um, the Queen know who mario is like could she identify mario as in mario and luigi all right thanks crunch crunch bye this is old because somebody we tweeted do this, a who's right? there last week somebody tweeted this and it went viral and because the tweet about whether or not the queen knows mario went viral a lot of people saw it who listened to the podcast and were adding us and i was like honestly that's a pretty good question it's a pretty good question yeah i think the answer is no <laughs> I think the queen has no idea. I, I just, find this... I, I think the queen knows who Mario is. Don't you think the queen would look at Mario and say like, oh, video game guy? No, because I was thinking about... You don't think the queen knows what a video game is? I think she knows what a video game is. But Mario is the... Mario is the Mickey of video games. Like, that's the character. That is, if you're like, if you're like, name a video game, it's like Mario. I think the queen knows who Pac-Man is. I think the queen has heard of Pong, maybe played it once, said not for me back in the 70s. I don't, I just don't think that the queen cared. I think she probably found it silly. No, she didn't want to commit it to memory. I don't care whether she cares. I don't, I don't need her to be a gamer. Does she know who Mario is? Where else do you get, um, especially in the 90s, I guess, and 80s where else were you getting mario unless you had kids who were begging to play mario on their nes she didn't like those were her grandkids and i don't think that she was that like closely involved with them and her own kids are too old way too old for it obviously so it's just like i i don't think she cared and I think she probably found video games to be a silly toy. So even if William and Harry were into their Nintendos in 1989. Yeah, like she had grandsons. She knows what the video games are. I know that she like, they went to a Toys R Us and picked out the toys, but, you know. What do they always say about Buckingham Palace? That it's, like, crumbling, that it's falling apart, that it's stinky, that, like, the wiring always works? Stinky. You think they could plug in? You think they could plug in? You're like, being, no, you are being a fucking difficult. NES into this old ass television. If the in Queen Palace? wants to play fucking Mario Party, the Queen is gonna play Mario Party. <laughs> you think the Queen wants to play Mario Party? I don't think she wants to play. <laughs> you are willfully misreading me. I don't wow, think she wants to play Mario Party, but you blaming. We cannot stop you, disagreeing. We are fighting you this blaming episode. The, you saying the Queen doesn't know what Mario is because the wiring in Buckingham Palace is old <laughs> is a straw man <laughs> argument, and like I will no. not be here for it. No, I, I you just said really, that. <laughs> I said that was one of the reasons. You said that that was the reason. I think the Queen is just exists on another plane of existence and. 
video games are so childish, I think she would immediately scoff at the notion of them. Okay, I don't think she and wants to play video games. I just think she knows who Mario is. That's my argument. Okay? I think that she's not I think that she's not sucking in any of this information. Okay. Well, she's got a lot to focus on. Like I feel on, like I if I even if I asked my mom who Mario was and I was of the age where like, you Your know, Your mom knows my who Mario is. Had a thing, she would she would barely know. She, she would know. say, "Oh, that's video game." She go, "That's video game." Yes, I don't think she knows a plumber. That's enough. That's enough. I don't think she'd know he's a... Well, I'm saying my mom barely knows. The queen pays much less attention to pop culture than my mom, I bet. And the queen didn't raise children in, you know, the 80s okay, and 90s. I hate this conversation. This is like this is like two idiots who don't know anything talking about nothing. I We need to move on. All right? We need to move on. Hi, Who Weekly. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I just saw Dune, and I'm obsessed with it. I loved it so much. And I wanted to call and ask a Dune-related question. The cast is very star-studded, full of hot people. We have Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, um, someone else I'm forgetting. Oh, Josh Brolin. I was wondering, like, a lot of these people are pretty Vemi, but I don't know about uh, Rebecca Ferguson and, like, Dave Bautista. And I was wondering if we could get a... Uh, Whoiest person in the Dune supporting cast, and um, I also was wondering if you guys have seen Dune. I just want to know your thoughts. Anyway, um, Scarjo Pizza Rolls, Leanne Cuisine. This person wants to know who is the Whoiest actor in the supporting cast of Dune. Looking at the cast of Dune, there's no one Whoi in like a behavior way. It's more about who is yeah. like. There's no like who's in in Dune in that way, like. There's no There's like no Ashley Tisdale's for, in Dune. Right. No one's shilling for Cali Water in Dune. Right. So that's know? what I'm saying. I'm looking at the cast in Dune and I'm saying, wow, this is like a pretty like intense cast of like actor, actors, actors, actors types. You know, like mm -hmm. Javier Bardem is even like kind of almost the most like kooky person in Dune in a weird way. Jason Momoa also a little like of a kooky person in Dune. Right? Because everyone else is like Charlotte Rampling and Josh Brolin and like Dave Batista and like And then you have your like British prestige of course, actors. Right. I it's this is a it's a hard question to answer actually. The whoiest person in right. Dune is like Zendaya. We've you don't do you know what I mean? Just for the fact that first of all Well the whoiest person is that right. she's the lead in the poster, but then she's in it for seven minutes, even though I understand why now that I've seen Dune, but like that's a hooey move. Is is leading mm -hmm. with Zendaya as if she's like the star of this movie when like she really she baby she says four things. I mean, I guess if if we were really sticking with our uh, Timothy Chalamet was once a who, now he's a them. Zendaya was once a who, now she's a them. We've definitely talked about Sharon Duncan Brewster because of other things she's been in. Mm -hmm. So I think, but she has yet to graduate. Mm -hmm. We've never talked about Chang Chet on this podcast. No. We've, I don't even think we've talked about Charlotte Rampling on this podcast. We haven't. So it's like, we've talked about the Skarsgård because of, ugh, it might be Stellan Skarsgård, honestly. You know what? The answer is, Lindsay, the answer is You're Stellan right, Skarsgård. And here's why. He's because we've talked about his whole fucking family. We have. All those fucking we've Skarsgård talked about assholes. all these fucking Skarsgårds. And he, as it's a daddy, was in Mamma Mia too, which is very hooey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's it's unfortunately Stellan Skarsgård because he's he's in the Who Weekly canon. He's the... Oh, yeah, that's him. I didn't know that was him. Harkonnen. He's, they dunk him in that oil Baron mixture Harkonnen. or whatever. Okay, the best part of Dune is, this is not a spoiler, they get to this like new place 
And the woman's like, oh, can we get coffee service? Like, she, like one of the things. She, it's Jaron Duncan Brewster. She says, oh, can we have coffee service? And then I look at Bobby and I'm like, they're drinking coffee? But then they never drink the coffee. They never, they never get it. drink the coffee. Something else happens. No spoilers. Something, something interrupts like them the before Dunkin they Donuts, Java. The Dunkin' Donuts under the sand wasn't open. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's not open until four. Jesus. <laughs> what are the hours of the Dunkin' Donuts in F- Freeman territory? <laughs> Fremen. 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 Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, long time, long time. I'm just scrolling through Instagram, and Paramount TV Plus has a new series on Paramount Plus called Queens of the Universe, and they just on Instagram released like a reel of the judges. Can you please rank them all in order of who to them? Crunch, crunch. Mad Max look. I don't know if the show will be good, but the judge lineup is very smart. Like in terms, they have like all angles here of this type of competition. They have Vanessa Williams. They have singer, beauty queen, former Miss, former Miss America, kind of camp, Miss America, right. camp figure, drag queen, hero, you know, like definitely a, mm-hmm. one of them. You have uh, what's her face from Drag Race? Michelle, Michelle Visage. Visage. You have uh, Trixie Mattel, who is a who's a drag race, drag race winner who sings and has albums like successful albums. So that makes sense. And then you have iconic who slams them, on the brakes. Who them confusion? Leona Lewis. Did Leona Lewis's invitation was Leona Lewis's invitation meant to go to someone else and like she intercepted it and like accepted, filled out the W nine, and they were like, "Oh no, like that's not who we meant." How did she get here? I mean, is she iconic in the Drag Race universe? Has she ever been like a guest judge on Drag Race before? She may have, but. She may have been a guest judge, but she is in no way iconic in Drag Race. As like, I have one hundred percent seen a drag performance where someone lip synced to. No, but that doesn't mean she's not like a character in that world. She's not. I wouldn't. Okay. If you were like Leona Lewis, drag queens, I wouldn't be like that's a thing. But who to them? Who to them? Themiest is, I think, the easiest question imaginable. Vanessa Williams, themiest. I think you have to answer this question because I think I know less about Drag Race than the average person. I think that Trixie Mattel and Leona Lewis are the same amount of hooey. Sorry. But what about Michelle, Michelle Visage? Is she the hooeyest or is she, uh, does she edge them out as the judge of the original show? Michelle Visage is such a niche figure. Like she's on like okay. one show. You know what I mean? Like Trixie, I would say Trixie and Michelle are probably almost at the same. I think the three of them are like the same who. Like I don't, <laughs> this is really hard. It's like, even if you were to rank them, they would be barely edging each other out. You know what I mean? We're trying to rank four people. Vanessa Williams we is have the one obvious. So you can like take her yeah. out of the equation. Like she's, you know, actually a famous person. Then I would say from who to them, Leona Lewis, then Michelle, then Trixie. Is that weird? So it's gonna go so it's gonna go Vanessa Williams, Trixie Mattel, Michelle Visage, Leona Lewis. I don't know. I just I, I trust you. I just feel like it's so it's so like they're all the same that you'd have to judge it based on somebody who knows anything about any of them or else they're all just the same. I don't know who that is, you know, maybe if I will tell you, I would say if you didn't know anything about drag and like had never encountered that before, Leona Lewis might edge out both Trixie and Michelle Visage though, because she has a song that you've heard. Even though I don't watch drag race, I know who Trixie Mattel is. Right. But you don't know who Michelle Visage is because you don't watch Drag Race because she, and she's a judge. I knew. I know who she is. And when I saw her, I, what I call her, I saw her Michelle Visage and you were like, it's Visage. Yeah. Like, I figured out who she was. And I think maybe 
I what I'm trying to say, that was my roundabout way of saying, I think that Leona Lewis is the bottom of all these four. <laughs> you because, think so? Because because that song, that song is such a Dwayne Reed song. That's such that song is such a background music song. I don't know that people necessarily identify it with her. I think they identify it with white noise and like elevator music. And that song is also over 10 years old at this point. I think that the dra- drag race is currently so much more popular than Leona Lewis is currently that because of that, they edge her out. Like who, who the, who dumb, them dumb, none of that is set in stone. None of that is concrete. These are ma- very malleable um, positions, you know? Mm-hmm. And currently, I think Leona is less popular than anyone on Drag Race. Yeah. To me, I would say Trixie goes above her, but I don't, am I right? I don't know. <laughs> this is like, this is like the hardest one ever. It's just, it's like negligible, you know? I feel like I'm going to start bleeding love if we keep talking about this But it's this funny because I feel like Vanessa, like if this, if this was like RuPaul, if like RuPaul was in this list, I feel like RuPaul's famous and more famous than all of them. But RuPaul isn't. So we have, let's just do it. <laughs> Vanessa Williams, Trixie Mattel, Michelle Visage, Leona Lewis, with the asterisk over Michelle Lewis and Trixie Mattel saying, uh, occasionally Lewis. interchangeable. Michelle Visage. Michelle Lewis, Leona Lewis. Yeah. Are we happy with that ranking? Yeah, I mean, you know, it could be. Asterisk on all, asterisks on all of it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes and more. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewing. See us on tour in Atlanta, in Philly, in D.C., in Minneapolis, Chicago, Detroit. Come and see us, whoweekly.us slash live. And we'll see you. Oh, thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. And thank you to our research assistant, Timmy, for all your help. We will see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. Hi, first time, long time. Um, listening to you discuss the M&Ms and rank their Who Themness. And I can't believe that. You didn't know that the yellow M&M is J.K. Simmons, Oscar winner J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson himself. Unbelievable. Goodbye. Hi. Um, obviously, both of these things are them, but if you had to choose between farting and burping, who is the who and who is the them? And um, if you're thinking about not answering this question, just know that if you don't answer it, you will be cursed to fart and burp every second of every day for the next 15 years. Thank you, French French. Bye. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Uh, medium time, medium time. I feel confident that you're not interested in this question and that it's not a good one. And so you know what? I'm not going to ask it. Okay.